You're listening to the Between You and Me podcast, brought to you by JesusWire.com, with your host, Jessica Morris. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Between You and Me, the podcast where music makers talk about the things that hurt, heal and change us in evangelical culture. My name is Jessica Morris and I am your host. And as always, I'm very glad to be here today. Surprise! Yes, we have a new episode for you today. I know I am changing up the podcast schedule again and we normally do every two weeks. But I thought to myself, hey, we're all self-isolating. We can all use some extra content to listen to right now. What can I do for the people? I can create more content for them. So I had a chat with another artist this week called Hannah Schaefer, and she is here to share her story with us. Now, Hannah is a legend for a few reasons. One, Hannah and I have been trying to arrange this interview for the good part of four months. And when we finally made it happen she delivered. There are some interviews where you really need to get people comfortable and then they share their story, which is completely understandable, let's be honest. But with Hannah, I asked her one question and she went straight in. I loved it. It was so easy to talk to her. As you will hear in our conversation, I say to her numerous times, we definitely would have been friends in high school. Long-time listeners, you guys will know that when I refer to Jessica in high school, she was... Not a bad kid, but she was a little bit strange. She loved Jesus a lot, and she loved to tell people about it. So she started a Christian club and would sing about Jesus on the steps and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it was fun, but didn't get me a lot of friends. In any case, Hannah was also totally sold out in every way for Jesus in high school, and I just know that I would have loved her if we were there together. So we banter a little bit about that, what it means to actually go through a really formulative experience when you're 13 or 14, and then how her music career actually propelled forward from that. We also talk a bit about her Catholic faith, which really excites me. You guys know how much I love learning uh, and that I come from a really strong Protestant background, so I love the fact that she was brave enough and willing to open up about it. Let's just get to the good stuff, eh? So, guys, you'll hear a short bio and then hear our conversation from one of the best upcoming pop artists in Christian music right now. This is Hannah. Up-and-coming pop singer and speaker Hannah Schaefer has created a niche in Christian music that never existed before. She is a young, dynamic songwriter with hooks akin to Katy Perry and Lady Gaga, yet she meshes this with experience in operatic music and her Catholic faith to create radio-worthy tunes that are unrelentingly honest. Passionate about musical theatre and opera, Hannah committed her life to Jesus at 14 and her world turned upside down when she experienced bullying and subsequent depression. Finding solace in her music, she penned her own songs as she figured out her identity through high school. And she was good at it. At age 15, Hannah won the teen singing category at the Arts International Talent Showcase in Orlando, Florida. And after graduating high school, she was offered a dream opportunity, a scholarship at Jacobs School of Music at Indiana University. But feeling a sense that she was meant to pursue something other than operatic music, she passed this up and soon moved to Nashville to begin forming her unique pop sound. At 18, Hannah entered the John Lennon Songwriting Contest, an international songwriting competition judged by some of today's most influential and prestigious musicians, producers and songwriters. Hannah won Best Song for All The Way in the Inspirational Gospel category and was named one of the 12 Lennon Award winners. Hannah was on a roll and began to make waves as an independent artist. Over the last five years, she has toured internationally and performed over 500 dates across America alone. She has been on the same bill as artists including Matt Ma, Matthew West, Mac Powell and Building 429. She has also built a steady and devoted following who instantly gravitated toward her energetic and catchy sounds. While Hannah would move from Nashville back to Indiana with her husband, her career kept gaining momentum and her early tracks like Inside Out and Treasure laid the foundation for gaining more than 400,000 streams as an independent artist. After dropping the singles Fire and Wishin' in early 2019, she was approached by indie record label Vonic Music, located on Nashville's Music Row. And a year later, she has released her heart to the world. Hannah Schaefer's debut album, Who I Am, 
is a collection of tracks chronicling her own self-discovery, identifying what it means to become an adult, what it looks like pursuing your dream, and what it means to find your worth in Jesus above all else. I spoke to Hannah about being fiercely brave in life and music, what it means to celebrate her Catholic faith, and why she feels like she belongs in the Christian music industry. My friends, Hannah is so much fun, she is so authentic, and you will instantly warm to her. Meet our new friend, Hannah Schaefer. Congratulations on the album. It came out two weeks ago, I think. Yes, just, like I think, yeah, this will be this will be technically, I think, the third week that it's been out. So um, amazing. Yeah, it's been amazing. Now your album's called Who I Am, which is perfect because my first question is literally, who is Hannah Schaefer? So for people who don't know you, who are you? Awesome. Well, I'm a Christian contemporary pop artist and speaker, uh, and I have been doing this for good golly, I think at least music ministry for over 10 years now, which is crazy. But um, I mean, I've been singing my whole life. I always wanted to be a singer ever since I was little. And I mean, I would just remember with with my parents, our family time during the week when we were growing up was uh, we would watch American Idol. And I remember it was eight o'clock every Wednesday night. And that was the only TV time that we got during the week because we had school. And um and it was just so fun because I, it was something that our family did together. And I just remember Carrie Underwood winning. Yes, she's and, so good. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. She's so great. And um, her voice was just, was just so good. And that was the first time I was able to stay up past my bedtime just to watch her win. And I, I just knew ever since I was little that I have such a joy for Jesus. Like I always really believed in him. Um, I really had my, my coming to Jesus moment where I just fell totally in love with him when I was about 13, 14 years old, um, being in high school, I was struggling with just, I think a lot of things that most teenagers do, um, you know, trying to be cool and, and to keep your friends that you had in, um, you know, middle school or, or whatever, but also trying to be living a holy life. And then I realized at that age that you can't be living a worldly life and have Jesus at the center. And so it was really when I had to, um, I, I had to choose Jesus. Like I wanted to choose Jesus and I did choose Jesus that I was faced with a lot of hardships. Like, um, you know, just, I mean, as for a 13 year old, it was like so heavy for me because I lost all my friends. Um, I, I fell into a state of depression. I was bullied. It was it was pretty rough for a, a 13 year old who really just loved Jesus. <laughs> and um, it, it was just crazy, though, because I knew that that he was my refuge, that I found my joy and my peace in him. If like no one was there to save me, he was and he he never left. So really, um, you know, who I am, like going back to the album, it, it was inspired because for a long time after I had gone through, through high school and out of high school, I, I moved to Nashville to continue to pursue contemporary Christian music and to get better at writing and to just build relationships. And, um, it was, it was a time where I had to really, truly rediscover myself and understand who God says that I am because I, I realized I hadn't really faced those those demons, the lies that I, I had come to believe um, over the time span of, of the you know being in high school and being you know having those those lies just constantly thrown in my face. I that's what who I am is all about. It's me entering my twenties, asking God, okay, who am I? And me understanding, okay, Lord. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. Jeremiah 1.5. Like, he knew me, and he knows you, and he set you apart. And so who I am, this album, is, is me accepting that truth and actually finally believing it. I totally get it, the fight to figure out who you are. I feel like if we were in high school together, we probably would have gotten on because I was a kid as well who was 
like God's my number one and people didn't always get that. So I feel like we probably would have been friends. And I love how you're exploring the notion of identity and taking and grappling with it into adulthood. I don't want to use that word saying that like being a teenager is inferior because it's not. I just feel like there's such a sense that we form our identity when we were 13 or 14 because I was in a similar spot. But when you're in your 20s, it's like, whoa, this is my life now. This is what I believe. What does this actually look like in the world? Who am I? Uh, And there's something so cool and powerful about you exploring that and sticking to your truth through that. I was listening to your music just before and even the track that you just dropped last week about social media, I was like, that's what we need right now. There's something really cool about how relatable your music is, but it's still great music and that doesn't always happen. Oh, no. Thank you so much. You know, that's actually something that I was I was really excited about sharing with this album is, um, I mean, really, in all honesty, who I am was a two year journey. So I didn't just go into a studio for like a couple, a, a couple months at a time and create a big project. This was, this was the self-discovery process. I remember where I was when I wrote Treasure. I remember where I was when I wrote Wishin'. Like all, all these songs, it, it, it literally <laughs> was me going through life and compiling them together. And then, um, you know, just finally realizing, oh my gosh, you know what, this is that season of my life. And I want people to experience it with me. I I didn't, I didn't want it to just be a whole bunch of singles. I wanted to compile it together and add a a couple other tracks to kind of finish that season of, of my life. Because it's like, um, everybody goes through that, that self-discovery, that, that, that feeling of, okay, what do I stand for? Because if you stand for nothing, then you'll fall for anything, right? Uh, or you'll, yeah, you'll fall for anything or everything. And, and I was just so at peace when I realized, you know what? I had to go through all of this to understand what it is to be loved by a God like Jesus Christ. on the album or is it hard to choose one? Oh man it, it 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 is and it's not I think my favorite to this day is probably wild um I wrote I wrote that song with my friend Chad Sowers from the band Mass Anthem so good I know I, I love them they're so great um but like I just remember that was the very first song that I had written in that season of my life where I was still trying to to grow as a songwriter and to figure out, you know, what type of music I wanted to continue creating. And that song, although it's, it's, it's a little bit, um, I don't want to say abstract, but it's, it's, it's a little bit more foreign lyrically. It doesn't have, it's not straight to the point. Like I'm a very bold lyricist. Um, I, I usually like to make my points clear, like in filter, you hear it and past projects, you hear it. I'm just very straightforward with like what I want to talk about. But I love Wild because because that's where I was. I, I wasn't sure where God was calling me. And I knew that he was calling me. I didn't know where he was calling me or how he was calling me. or But I knew that I heard him. And no matter where I was venturing, I, I, I knew that I was in that desert season with him. And honestly, you know, where we're at today with what's going on in the world, I think that this song applies more than ever <laughs> because, you know, we we don't know what's going to happen, but we're not going to allow that fear to consume our lives. And instead, we're just going to continue to walk into this desert with Jesus, believing that he's stepping right beside us, believing that he's going to deliver us. And that's really what what Wild was all about. It was, it was me battling 
battling the fear and, and continuing to walk in step with Christ, even when I didn't know what that looked like. Oh, I totally get that. So you were signed last year. Can you tell me how that happened? Yeah, yeah, totally. So uh, when I was about 15, 16 years old, I started while I was in high school continuing to, I, I started working with a, a coach that was based in Nashville and helped me um, develop a contemporary radio style of singing. So I had actually grown up singing classical and very operatic, and I actually was going to be going to college um, to sing to, for a vocal performance degree <laughs> with a scholarship, uh, which was which was crazy. That's part of the journey as well. But um, you know, and then the Lord said no. And so, um, yeah, yeah, like Jesus, I, I, I knew that I wanted to sing, but I didn't really know what that looked like because I had been trained in high school to compete um, as an op- like an opera singer. And I was really good at it. Like, that's just what I loved. I love to do like on at church and Sunday, you know, we would sing more um, traditional hymns. And that's just that's just how what how I grew up and what I, I still love. And so I was, <laughs> as I was prepping for the idea of, of doing more of a contemporary Christian artist um, vibe in my life, I started working with someone who could help me get that radio sound, that stronger sound, that um, more unique, like standing out type of sound vocally. And then I continued to just start making contacts in Nashville and start ride, co-writing with people who were already in the industry. And uh, that's when I did my, my first project, um, called, my first EP called All The Way. And so when I, I went down and co- co-wrote um, All The Way, that's when I realized like, oh my gosh, like this is, this is what, what God is calling me to do. This is it. And um, I had to make that big decision to defer from from college and I had just I had had my my graduation party and everyone thought I was going to uh, oh yeah it was it was crazy it was kind of crazy timing because I think um, I had made that decision only a couple months before everybody was getting ready to head out to, to college and um, but but I had peace in my heart because I knew that I was being obedient I had no idea what it looked like. I just knew in my heart that Jesus wanted me to do it differently and that, that going to college wasn't going to take me where he wanted to take me. Just like, you know, I had mentioned going down and making, building relationships in Nashville. Um, and I think I had, let's see, I moved, I moved there at the end of 2016. Yeah. So, um, I had really just been talking to some friends and did a project with, um, someone who actually worked like with the label at that time. And then a couple years went by and I got married and moved to Indianapolis, which is where I'm at right now. And, and then um, I got, I got a phone call one day and this person who ended up being like the label head was talking about just different projects that they wanted to, to experiment with pretty much. And um, so I, when I went down for my monthly trip, I, I typically like to go to Nashville once a month if I can. Just to, yeah, I mean, I lived there for two years. I love Nashville. I still, I mean, we stay, we, we may end up moving there. I'm not sure whatever God has in store, right? But for now, um, you know, I was, I had a meeting with, um, with, with the guy I had a phone call with. And, and then he, he kind of just realized, oh my goodness, like, Look what you like. I mean, at that time, I had already put out fire. I'd already put out wishing, and was getting. I think I had just released wild, and I was getting ready to put out who I am, because um, those those were just singles that I had developed on my own. And after writing a whole bunch, like those were my favorite my favorite songs out of, um, you know, I think I had written fifty or sixty within that that time frame, and I narrowed it down to those four or five that I really liked. And, um, that he was, he was just kind of really excited that I had this direction and, um, really just got behind me and was like, offered me the deal right there. You had me thinking I was on cloud nine. 
But no, 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 you kept me in the dark with your white lies. No, no, lately I've been living inside of myself, living inside of myself. You're holding my feet to the ground, pushing and pulling me down. But nothing you do can keep me from breaking free. I hear it calling wild. As a writer, I find that venting out my truth and how I'm feeling and finding God in the middle of that has helped me to figure out my identity. You have such a strong sense of who you are and your self-worth. Has your songwriting helped you to work through your struggles in the same way? Oh, 100%. I think, I think really who I, the, the album Who I Am um, really also shows that too. There, the music, although it has a lot of similar people who worked on the project, the music itself is, is is literally like where I was. It was up and down and in and out. Like it, it was definitely the time in my life where I figured out which what I really wanted to talk about, how I wanted to talk about it, and and I it was just exactly what you said. It was therapeutic for me to kind of work through all of the inner feelings that I had inside. I mean, I had moved to Nashville by myself at twenty years old. Never, I, I didn't go to college, so I didn't have anything to prep me technically for like the real world. <laughs> um, I literally just, I, I, I left my family, I left my boyfriend at the time who is now my husband. I love that. And um, moved in. Oh <laughs> yeah. Love him. love him to death. Oh, God bless him. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> Cause God knows I, I probably would not be able to do what I'm doing if he wasn't a part of my life. It was not easy. Like for, for anybody, for anybody who's listening, you know, if you're doing long distance, man, you got to create, I, I don't want to say rules, but rules in the sense of like, I mean, I, I think the most difficult time for us was when we were not able to have great communication. Like we didn't really set okay, when are we talking and blah, blah, blah. Like I just, um, it wasn't until we started praying together every day on the phone, like making it, we didn't even have to talk about anything. It was when we decided together that we were going to start praying together on the phone, no matter what time it was. I mean, there was times that, um, you know, like I would call him at two in the morning because, you know, I, I had been, you know, uh, hanging out with some people or like, I mean, college life, I feel like most people go to bed around two or three. Um, but like our schedules were just so different. And like with him being in classes and stuff, the only times I would actually get to talk to him would be sometimes two in the morning, or maybe it'd be six o'clock in the morning, you know, like we just made it work. We made time for each other. And that's truly when one ladies, I realized how much he loved me and <laughs> like, like for real, like how much he loved me was uh, like, I mean, he like would make time for me and, and, and every man should totally be doing that for you as well. Um, but, but yeah, that's, that's what changed the game for us and our relationship with long distance for sure. I probably would have started being really Pentecostal then and saying preach, <laughs> but I totally get it. <laughs> Hey girl, you can say amen. <laughs> I like I like being charismatic.
G'day to you, it's John Luke here with Fakian Country. We just had to step away from a tour for a couple of weeks, I know many people have, um, but as most uh, uh, disruptions do, they cause a level of reflection and an opportunity to look to one another, to look to God, and uh, maybe even switch off the devices, count our blessings, and just sit with one another and love because um, there are things that we certainly can do. We can certainly love. We can certainly show courage. Uh, we can certainly pray. Know that we are with you and for you. We can't wait to see you in person very soon. And we'll get up and running as quickly as we can. But uh, sending a blessing from Luke and myself. And now a quick break from our conversation to talk about one of our amazing sponsors. Do you create wedding videos, podcasts, ads, content, maybe even one of those slideshows while you're trying to move your church into the 21st century? Well, Soundstripe is the answer to all your problems. The ultimate music stock site made for video producers, they offer a great variety of high quality royalty free songs and have an unlimited licensing model. This is literally one of a kind in the industry. And that is because it was created by musicians. With a monthly or yearly fee, you have unlimited access to world-class music. We are talking composers like Aaron Sprinkle and Matt Winton. Every time you license a song through Soundstripe, the royalty goes straight back to the musician. With curator playlist, new music every week, and more than 30,000 special effects. This is the ultimate source of music for creatives. Trust me, I've been using this since day one with Between You and Me, and I can tell you that any background music you are hearing comes directly from Soundstripe. They are absolutely incredible. When you sign up for Soundstripe today, you can get 10% off using the code UMEPOD. That is soundstripe.com with the code UMEPOD. And now back to the show. So why did you choose to pursue Christian music beyond billboard pop or operatic music? Was it a feeling in your gut that God was calling you to something different? That's a great question because, um, <laughs> well, I didn't really grow up listening to Christian music. Uh, I grew up listening to my dad's 80s rock music and whatever. Yeah, like whatever CDs mom had on in the car. I didn't even know radio really was a thing until I was in middle school. And when it, I did discover radio, it was Katy Perry, Teenage Dream, and Lady Gaga, Bad Romance. And oh, man. That explains so much about your sound in a great way. <laughs> oh, yeah. And honestly, like, I, I love that you say that because because that is when I fell in love with pop. And like, those are the people that influenced me. Um, to have this dreamy, synthy, but also roary sound. And, and that's all, like, that's all I wanted. <laughs> to answer your question, um, I, I did go through periods where I'm like, oh man, is this, is this really what I should be doing? And then Jesus would always, always give me peace. Like, yes, yes. Because every time I would even think about doing something different, even though I wasn't super familiar with Christian music, because um, I mean, I didn't really start listening or getting into it until I was 18, 19 years old. And, or, well, I guess a little bit earlier than that, but, um, I just didn't really even know it existed. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, because, uh, you know, at church on Sunday, we would sing a lot of, of, of hymns. And then, you know, during the week I'd be listening to, I don't know, whatever was on the radio. <laughs> so I, I just knew that. I couldn't, I couldn't, like I, like I mentioned earlier, I couldn't be living a quote unquote worldly life if Jesus was, was my heart. Does that make sense? Um, I, I, I could, I could try to take him with me into these spaces, but I would never fully be able to be myself because I'd be someone, I'd be trying to pretend to be someone that I'm not. If I, I, I mean, I would, I, I just couldn't, I wouldn't survive in pop music because, because Jesus is my world. It's not materialism and not saying that, you know, pop, pop artists are all about that, but there's so much more of a focus on it. And, and there's so much more of a focus on things that one are, are, are not good for us. Like it may be entertaining, but it's, it's not good for our souls. It's not going to help us get to heaven. It's not bringing us closer to the God of the universe. Like, I, I mean, there's that, there's a reason why it's called the entertainment business. 
And um, I just realized that that I had to be authentic. And honestly, it wasn't really until the end or during the middle of this this Who I Am project. Like that's that's why I titled it Who I Am is because I figured it out. Like I 100% wants to be devoting my life to Jesus Christ, my music to Jesus Christ. Like every the, the way I live, the way I speak, the way I, like everything I do, I want to glorify God. And sometimes I fail, but I'm going to do my very best to try to bring as many people to know him the way I know him and to love him and to understand how much he loves other people and how much how much he just yearns for people to come to him and so that he can hold you and tell you that he loves you it's going to be okay and he died for you like a rare unicorn in the Christian music industry because we have so many charismatic singers and worship and all sorts of Protestant stuff going on. But you are one of the only a handful of people I have met who are Catholic, which I think makes you really unique in the industry. Do you think that your Catholic faith and your experience of things like liturgy and Eucharist gives you a unique perspective uh, to your music or even approaching your songwriting? Mm, wow. Well, First off, you're the first person to ever like say on air that that you know I'm a kind of a rare unicorn. <laughs> no, no, no. I I love it because honestly, like for so long, I felt like I had to hide that that I was Catholic because so many people don't people don't really understand it or maybe they've had ill experiences, and um, I was just so for the longest time I was so afraid of just being being myself of being honest. And so I'm so thankful that you're kind of giving me a, a time to actually be able to talk a little bit about it. Of course. Um, yeah, no, so definitely, definitely. I think um I think really it's 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 kind of it's kind of interesting because um a lot of a lot of what I grew up with, like I mentioned earlier, are, are tr- traditional hymns, very um, you know, chant like, and I think that that's so beautiful. It's definitely not what I am doing as an artist <laughs> in a contemporary in the contemporary Christian world, but I definitely see the beauty in it and appreciate it. Um, I think that that um, being Catholic and writing Christian music, honestly, I don't I don't think that there's any that there's really any difference just because. Um, you know, like we all, like the, the, the main focus is bringing people closer to Jesus. And I think that it's just super cool because I just come from a a different perspective. You know what I mean? Um, I, I have, I have a great reverence for the idea of worship music. Um, and also a great reverence for the idea of things that are even more traditional than like contemporary worship. Um, it's just, I guess, I I don't know if I'm answering your question correctly, but I, I really do love the fact that I don't think being Catholic has negatively affected my ability to be writing Christian music at all. Um, just because I feel that there's just so much to, (laughs) so much to, to, to being Catholic. It's like, um, because it's, it's, it's almost like there's like a lot of reverence and tradition in Catholicism and I'm able to use some of like the most powerful, beautiful, intimate um, 
all the things that I'm passionate about, you know, being a Catholic and continuing to live out <laughs> my Christian, my Christianity as, as a Catholic and, and just taking all of the things I love from it and like pulling it into um, a contemporary pop style that honestly, there's not a lot of even Catholics do are doing because most, most Catholics that I know that do music are, are worship based. That makes so much sense to me. I don't think there's a wrong answer to that question. That's your truth, but also, like, I grew up Pentecostal and charismatic. I grew up in Salvation Army. That makes my perspective really unique. But I love hearing your thoughts because that's what makes you who you are. And I feel like I learn so much when you share these stories. Do you know Taylor Tripodi? Oh, my gosh, yes. I love Taylor. Yeah, yeah. I interviewed her a few months back, and she spoke really openly about a Catholic faith. And I really appreciated and loved it because it's something I'm so unfamiliar with. I feel like because Christian music and the Christian music industry is so evangelically based that unless you really dive into it, you don't really find the richness of other traditions and cultures and denominations. And so I really appreciate what you're doing and the fact that you're giving it a pop tone because like Taylor does worship pop and Audrey Assad has her own unique alternative sounds. And then there's you. And I think that's really cool because we need that. And it's cool to see that, especially in younger artists, because a lot of us, especially who have been in the church for a long time, we see these music icons like Matt Marv and we sort of identify them as like, okay, so like they're the token, token Catholic. But no, it's like, no, this is more common. This is, this is normal. I think you add truth to the fact that we are irrelevant and we are diverse church. And I love that you add that to your sound because it's who you are. Thank you so much. And, and it is, and it is, I am kind of a unicorn <laughs> now that you think of it because, because, because most people, you know, like I, like I had mentioned earlier, I was trained classically. So like most people, you know, who grew up, um, you know, in, in the Catholic church and they do music, they're trained classically. And so, um, you know, God has just blessed me with the opportunity to learn how to pretty much, you know, like perform like an evangel- evangelical, you know, like to be, to, to have, the, the the amazing ability that like honestly it's just I, I just feel like I've got an ice cream bowl and I got a scoop of this and a scoop of this and now I'm just creating a whole new flavor <laughs> that is a metaphor for life and I love it <laughs> oh I love ice cream <laughs> so do I what's your favorite ice cream flavor totally off subject oh man probably chocolate chip cookie dough <laughs> oh my gosh yes perfect or or like a fruit, any 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 fruit type of flavors, I'm, I'm all down. I love that we went in deep and then we said, let's talk about ice cream. And we <laughs> definitely would have been right. pretty high school. You have talked to some incredible artists and encountered so many people of influence and met so many people across the church, across different traditions. What have you learned while being on tour with these people? I've learned that it's so important to listen to people and their stories. And honestly, I've learned that honest more and more I learned that this is this is such a mission um it, it's not about the self it is all about serving other people and my husband my husband can attest to you that like the acts of service is not my number one love language uh, <laughs> but uh, honestly I'm, I'm learning how to love serving people more and more and just watching some amazing performers just gift of themselves like and leave their families um to 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 honestly but to to give their time with strangers and to give and share their gifts with quote-unquote strangers is just so moving to me um I'm just learning how to serve people better it takes a lot of self-reflection to come to that point because I imagine even on a Christian tour, it's pretty wild. Like you're always on the go, you always have a deadline, and you're always looking for more traction so your career can keep going in some capacity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, for sure. And, um, it, yeah, it's it's really just not only, you know, keeping the focus on, Christ, like, the Christian faith and uh, bringing people closer to Jesus, but to love on people. Like, people are so broken. And, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm put together, but, you know, if, if I am able – to allow, like, let Jesus pour into me. I just want to pour into other people that are feeling broken. And that's something that I've learned time and time again while being on tour with people. You're so beautiful and brave. My child's so worth. 
with my strength and dignity. Don't be comparing, 'cause I made you oh so lovely. Block out the voices you hear on your phone, 'cause I say that you are mine. That's what matters most. Your value ain't a post. Now I have a few random questions for you that a fan may ask, or that I'm just curious about. So number one, I read that you love musicals. What is your favorite musical of all time? Oh yes, definitely. I would. Oh, man, that's a hard question. Give me a handful. Okay. Well, I okay. How about this? I love the musical Wicked because I got to see. Oh, I got to see Idina, Idina Menzel and Kristen Chenoweth in the original oh, cast. Amazing. That was. That was the moment, like, when I heard Idina Menzel sing Defying Gravity, I, I freaked out. I was like, oh, I have to sound like that. I have to be that strong of a singer. Like, I, that's all I want to be in life. <laughs> and and uh, so, so I think that was just a pinnacle moment for me as a, as a 10-year-old. <laughs> um, so definitely Wicked. I'll just go to um, probably an, a, a classic. I love Phantom. Right. Phantom of the Opera. Love that one. Something I want to see would be Hamilton. Me too. I love American history, ironically, because I'm Australian. But anyway. <laughs> My second question for you. What is your favorite go-to pastime to get through quarantine while we all self-isolate and stuff like that? <laughs> so so um, we're not watching Netflix. We're not a binge, binging a whole bunch of, of things that I probably would be doing during this season. Oh, but yeah. honestly, I've been I've been trying to read a little bit more and really just just spend time with him, have conversations with him, dream with him, um, just talk about future. I know that's that's so that's so like boring, but <laughs> I was listening to a podcast and I heard someone say that they gave up Lent for Lent, so I respect your answer. Oh my gosh. I was like, well, she, you know, you mentioned that I'm Catholic, so I might as well just be honest. Oh, well, we gave this up. Okay. I literally oh, only man. found out what Lent was when I was heading into my early twenties. And I was like, this is why people eat fish all the time at this point of the year. Yeah. It's a worldly, it's like, what? This affects the world fish market. It does. <laughs> and, and honestly, like you do not have to be Catholic to take part in Lent just because it's like, a tr you know, a, tr a tradition, just remembering um, that time that Jesus spent in the desert, you know, like we're, I mean, it all comes full circle, <laughs> prepping, prepping our hearts for the resurrection. That's like making an epic Easter, you know? My last question for you, if you could go back in time to 14 year old Hannah and give yourself some advice or tell yourself something before you've written your first song, what would you say to yourself knowing what you know now? I would tell myself to forgive quickly and love harder. When you sleep too late and the coffee is cold. When you find out the rent was due two days ago. Don't go wake up expecting a bad day. Don't feel like you're out in the wrong way. Take a breath. <laughs> have it hannah is really cool right it was she's just so genuine and it was so good talking to her we had some time zone difficulties and she was just she was just constant she just was there answering my questions being truthful and i just really appreciate that so thank you hannah for what you do for what you're bringing to the world and i hope you guys enjoyed that interview i think hannah has some 
huge things on the horizon. She's already achieved so much at 23. And um, I love the fact that she's bringing this billboard secular, quote unquote, sounds into Christian music. Like it's, it's really hard to get something that sounds fresh and different in Christian music because we know what sells. But Hannah has this label now who have gone, yes, let's stick with that and run with it. And she's sort of combining both worlds and her Catholic faith, which I think is really cool and so needed. Like if there's one thing we need in Christian music, it's diversity, right? So really excited for that. You can go and get Hannah's album, Who I Am Now. Links are in the show notes. Go get it on Spotify, on Apple Music, on wherever the heck you stream music. Go and get it and show Hannah some love. You can also find her on Instagram. She is at Hannah Schaefer A. Let me spell it for you so you can find her straight away. That is H-A-N-N-A-H-S-C-H-A-E-F-E-R-A. And never fear, the link to that is also in our show notes as well as to her website. So you can catch up on all her videos and links and everything she's up to. Uh, Her graphics are super fun at the moment too. The whole album cover is like this neon pink bubble situation, which... I love. So go and check her out and give her a follow on Instagram. It's a lot of fun um, and she's just a really cool person. So I think you'll like it a lot. It sort of feels weird to end an episode there because even though it's like a normal natural point, nothing is normal or natural in the world at the moment, right? It's like, what do we talk about? So I could talk about the fact that a ton of amazing artists from every like genre industry success, whatever, are currently doing a whole lot of live streams. Literally, I'm overwhelmed by it. Every time I go on Instagram, it's like this person and this person are collaborating, this person and this person, and it's awesome, but it's mind-boggling because we are so saturated in content right now, uh, which is wonderful. I mean, I'm adding to it. Hi, thanks for listening. But uh, it's, it's also just everything is just – it feels like everything in the world is sort of coming at us right now, and we can't control it. At least I – I know that I can't control it and I feel like I, I'm i trying to figure out how to wrestle with that. Um, so I don't have anything to say that is necessarily going to make things better. I don't think that I can fix things. Um, I just wanted to say hi and thank you for being here with me today. Um, I don't know how long you or I will be in isolation, whatever that looks like and means for you. I don't know what your country or your state or your city is going through right now. Um, But please know that you have some friends all over the world who listen to this, who love you and hear you and see you. Um, And that right now, like all the Instagram posts are saying, you do what you need to do to take care of yourself. So like yesterday, I broke down for the first time and I cried. Um, And it felt really good afterwards just to be like, oh, okay, I don't have to be strong all the time because none of us can carry the world in our shoulders and we don't have to. So at the moment, do whatever you need to do to take care of yourself. Work from home as you can. Walk your dog if you can. Talk to friends on FaceTime or Zoom. I mean, I didn't even use Zoom a month ago and now I'm like a Zoom expert. Nearly. Anyway, you get the idea. But, But like... At the moment, we are all adapting. We are all surviving. We are all taking it day by day, breath by breath, or as Anne Lamott would say, bird by bird. Um, So my friends, please keep doing that. I don't know what tomorrow looks like. I don't know what next week looks like or next month, but I know that we are in it together. Um, And I believe that God's here with us in all of this. And I really appreciated what Hannah said today about the fact that, that right now we're just walking and he's with us. And we're just, we're just keeping it up. We're just keeping the journey up. We're breathing. And that's enough right now, guys. So love yourself as best you can. Stay home. Love your neighbor from a distance. You get my idea. <laughs> all right. That's all I have to say. Otherwise, this is going to turn into a TED Talk. And we don't need a TED Talk right now. Please remember that you can connect with us at any point. Just go to betweenyouandmepod.com and hit that contact button. Or you can find us on social media. We're particularly active on Instagram and find us there at Between You Me Pod. DM us ideas, suggestions, go check out some of the stuff that we're highlighting from this week and from previous artists that we've interviewed and see what takes your fancy. And to make sure that you get next week's episode as soon as it drops, hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. And even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, 
can you please go on and quickly give us a rating and a review? It just helps people to find us. And we want people to hear these great stories. So I would really appreciate that. That is all for this week. My name is Jessica Morris and we're going to keep trying to reel out this content for you weekly just so you have something else consistent in your life. I know there's a lot of content at the moment and I'm so grateful that you choose to listen to ours, that you choose to hear these stories. I'm really excited about some of the stories and people we've got coming up for you very shortly. I think they will inspire you and comfort you and hopefully help you to find some new music that makes you feel really at home and safe because I think we all need that right now. My friends, I will see you on Friday. Until then, stay safe, take care and know you are loved. by visiting www.betweenyouandmepod.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. For more Christian news, reviews, and interviews, get plugged in to JesusWire.com.